All right, everyone, welcome back to the Mission 300 podcast. We have a bit of an announcement for you. We are turning a page a bit to use a nice little cliche on the podcast and getting back to some of the core things that we started this with. And uh, Brian's going to explain a little bit more in depth on what that looks like going forward for our episodes here. So on this podcast, and this has been a great experience, and part of the reason that we formed this whole podcast was not to try to deal with current issues and trying to bring answers or questions or dealing with what's currently going on in our world. The whole idea was to bring down to some core principles that we can grow in, then we can deal with all of those issues. One of the main principles with Mission 300 is to not just mentor, but learn how to grab in wisdom and insight from different perspectives, different um, age groups, but we're all going after the same thing. And on this podcast, we have uh, call, uh, just out of college student. We have one just graduated that's getting ready to get married. We have Jason that is has small children. We got me, I'm getting ready to graduate a child. And we have all these different ages, different regions of the country and world, and all these different perspectives. And how do we use those things to help grow and to become strong? And how do we learn to interact with each other when we're coming from different perspectives, but we're trying to get back to the core same thing that we can all grow together? And I've noticed in when we're doing mentorship or we're asked for like men's mentorship groups or just mentorship groups, it there's a, a frustration because they're not sure how to do it. So it ends up becoming one person's the teacher and the rest are the students and they're walking through that process. And it becomes intimidating, one, for someone to step up to lead that. Two, it kind of becomes frustrating for those that are in it because they're just participants learning. But the true act of learning is the interaction and how do you disagree with each other, that you, someone that you respect? How do you interact when you're, you're more of the youthful one, but you're speaking to someone older? How do you have an, a, an idea about something that could be a good solution, but you don't have children? So who are you to say what it's like? And so when we can put all these together, we're gonna, we want it to frame so other people can learn how do you create healthy uh, mentorship development community, whether it's in your church or whether it's at a group or in different areas of life. And so we want to let you in on this is how Mission 300 works, and it's what made it successful in Thailand. It's what's made it successful wherever it's gone and how it's kept people together. It's not just um, someone comes and lists and does, and maybe they drop off, but because of the dynamics that we've we've put in to create more of a true family, we can hear from each other. Yes, someone has to make a decision, so there's different responsibilities, but everyone is is critically important and how do we grow from each other and that is what mission 300 is all about and if you really look at it it's kind of it's the same principle that god did with gideon so we're speaking into each other's lives we're challenging each other and we're all at different levels and different places and different locations so we want to take this podcast and whether we're dealing with a current issue whether we're dealing with a something that is going on in our world but bring it down to how do we get to the core principles that we've established with Mission 300 with the picture of Gideon becoming the leader of his nation 
from the the boy hiding behind the wine press and establishing the identity the strength the courage and the influence for them for everyone to be able to go face the thing that the mountain or the obstacle which is there's always one in the way of where you're supposed to go how do we deal with that and how do we utilize each other not to say this is exactly what you need to do versus how do we draw out and how do we put into the identity and help build the strength so that you have the courage to step out and influence where God's called you to. And so that's the framework, that's the picture, and that's where we want to go with the podcast. And we want you to be able to kind of step in that if you're thinking about forming a group or you're thinking about putting something together that can help influence whether your church, whether your community, um, but put, pulling people together, what does that look like and how do we build something in a healthy manner that keeps people together and we can make a difference in what God's called us to do as individuals and then be interdependent with each other to do it where we need each other as well. And so that's where I want you, that's what I want you to see within the next season of the Mission 300 podcast. So in the spirit of this new chapter, I want to take a minute and just get the four of us introduced here so everyone kind of knows or can put a little bit of a voice to a personality. So Caleb, why don't you introduce yourself briefly? Yeah, so I think I joined this podcast about a year ago. And at that time, I had basically left home recently and went to a ministry school that I've been doing for two years. And this past year, I got hired by that ministry and I've been doing video work and like the whole media world, just like social media, online, like live production, different things like that. So that's kind of where I've been at these past three years, essentially, is just working in the ministry world, particularly in media and just um, creating video content. And it's been really awesome and everything, especially doing this along with the podcast, just seeing how those go hand in hand like the most important thing for me on this podcast has been the subject of identity. And that's because when we brought truth to identity and I've really applied that to my life and also discussed it here on the podcast and with other people, it's really helped me discover more of who I am and who God says I am. And that has actually like affected my life in many ways, just by being able to discuss it with other people. So even on the podcast in the past, when we've talked and everything, I have found it more beneficial to myself than I think it could be to even other people. So I think when we talk on the pod podcast about truth and identity, it's made me realize like maybe that's something we're even missing in our lives in general is talking with other people, discussing truth and identity. And even when I've done that with my friends off of the podcast, I've found like, it reveals so much more because when we talk about it and like discuss these different things about who we are, like what is the world today and everything like that reveals so much more of who we are than just who we think we are. Because when we have to speak honestly, then it will help us start to recognize like, okay, what is the truth of who I am in this situation, who God says I am. So I think even like the fact that we've discussed it has been monumental. And I think, everybody should do it like it, in my head I'm almost like in a joking way like everybody should talk start a podcast 
where they talk about identity and these different things, because it, even if it wasn't for other people, it would help you monumentally if you just did that for yourself. And Tommy, why don't you let everybody know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Tommy. I, I when I started the podcast with you guys, um, I was going through um, decisions with regarding college coming out of high school. Um, I've known Brian and Jason for many years. Caleb, we've gotten to know each other over this last year and a half, two years. Um, but now recently I got engaged to a longtime girlfriend, uh, graduated college. I went to a small Christian college out of uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And now I'm working um, at a manufacturing company doing sales for farm equipment um, out of Minnesota as well. So that's kind of my background. Mission 300 concept, it has quite a significant impact on my life as I believe it started back in high school. Brian was actually my soccer coach um, in high school and in, in middle school, I, I uh, started playing soccer and I think around in seventh, eighth grade, I met Brian. Um, and ever since then, I knew Brian was different. And I was really attracted to that. And I don't think it was Brian, but it was more of his style, his his way of coaching, his his mentorship philosophy, and even you know the Mission Three Hundred philosophy. It's not just Brian; it's there's other people who do us have the similar philosophy and have the same mindset behind mentoring. But what has really helped me is that it's it's not mentorship of I'm older, I'm wiser, I know. I know what you should be doing. This is what you need to do. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this and you'll get this. It's more of let me come alongside you and walk you through this and help you walk through the decision. And you might have a totally different experience than I have. And you might go a totally different direction, but let's, let's understand the why behind that. Let's get down deep into why are you going to make decision? Where do you think you're going with this decision um and that has helped me with my faith that's helped me with friendships that's helped me in every area of my life is as i begin to ask questions of why why am i why am i doing something like this um is god really truly leading me this way or is it just somewhere i want to go or is it somewhere i think god wants me to go but i don't really know why and i haven't asked the questions and i haven't you know that type of stuff but it also is just a great way to gain experience even if I don't, I don't need to know what's going on in Caleb's life fully, 100%. I don't need to know what Jason's dealing with. I don't need to know what Brian's dealing with. But I know with the experience they're speaking from that I'm getting something out of that, that I'm gaining knowledge that I don't know what's going on with Jason's life, but I know the way he's speaking, the questions he's asking, something's going on. And those are the answers that I want in my life too. But I don't need to know what's necessarily going on. And not only that, it's helped me also become a better communicator and better processor of truth. And what is it, what is truth? And what does it mean to believe in truth? And what does it mean to be mentored? And yeah, it's just, it's really changed my life in a whole different direction and talking about identity, strength, courage, and going beyond just the, what does this mean? It's, you know, something more. 
All right, Brian, let's pretend that people don't already know all about you. Let us, uh, let's have people draw a connection between your voice and, and the man himself. So go ahead. So I'm Brian, uh, started this ministry uh, with Mission 300 about 10 years ago, uh, came off the main core of Outbound Life. And the, the primary purpose was to introduce the father to a fatherless world. And part of our solution to um, doing that is through mentorship, because the truth is we never really know who we are till we know who our father is. And again, that, that creates all sorts of dynamics. There's so much fatherlessness, there's so much gaps, there's so much disconnected dads, and it's something that's wired into us. And it was something that God actually wanted was he wanted to be our father. And so we do walk through that of how to let God in that we can become sons and he's our father and utilizing some of the, the the main passions that Jesus had is to show us who the father is and that connection he made so we can come into that family. <clears throat> but that's that's one dynamic. But then you have a different dynamic that people just, they don't catch that. But what they do catch is how do I see what a normal father or what mentoring or someone believing in me that can help draw out my identity, that can help see what I am and be kind of a mirror to, to who I am and show that mirror to us. And so that's where the Mission 300 concept came up. And that's that's where my heart for this whole process has taken place. And um, my background is from law enforcement to entrepreneurship to GM of a big retailer to starting my own business from scratch, to pastoring, to ministries, all, all of that. I, I think I have way too many experiences. So sometimes I feel like a jack of all trades and master of none. But the one thing that I really, really care about is for other people to see how God actually views them and wants for them. And so how do we create environments where that becomes nourished? So then God through Jesus can come and and do something to really settle our hearts that of where we actually belong in him. So that's the big picture. And sometimes there's a journey to get there. So we create the environments that lead you to wanting or desiring to know what you, who you truly are. And then it begins making that journey completely different. So I have a great wife. We've been married close to 30. It'll be 30 years this year. Um, I have a daughter, she's getting ready to graduate. Uh, she just graduated high school. She's getting ready to go off to ministry school. Uh, I have a son in high school and just walking through all that. And they've been involved with moving to another part of the world here in Thailand uh, that we're based out of and growing up there and operating principles from here in another world and finding out they work just as well here. And most of our mission 300 program is based in Thailand. So we've been operating these concepts in a different language, a different culture, a different thought process, uh, a country with a completely different religious mindset of, of life and how it's been effective in our, and in our involvement with being brought into the government and the ministry of justice and the probation system to help mentor and use these principles just for life skills and the effect of that. And so we've been involved with that. 
And my name is Jason. I have a lovely wife and four small, small children. Uh, my oldest is seven. And then we've got a five, a three, and a one-year-old. And yes, they were all on purpose just to get everyone on the, on the right track here. We're doing this on purpose as a family. My wife and I have been married nine years. And uh, my background is, is a, a bit cliche in some ways. I grew up in the church. Both my parents were in ministry, Christian school growing up, Christian university, degree in music business. And um, I've, I've, in a sense, been in ministry for quite a long time. I would say about, uh, as of this point, a little over 12 years in, in um, I guess you could say, heavy-duty ministry, working in churches my whole life. And I am incredibly grateful for the foundation I had growing up in the church. There was a lot of information and a lot of truth that was established in me there. But I realized at some point there was it was almost that something was missing from, okay, I get the information and I get the truth of the word, but there's got to be a point where this stuff actually starts to change how I think and how I see myself and how I live my day to day. And it's got to be more than just in a church setting or with, around other Christians. And, and when I met Brian and started hearing about Outbound Life and how Mission 300 operates, I instantly knew that was the missing link. For what I've been looking for. There is a, a way of, I guess, unlocking the father and his relationship to me that I'd never fully experienced before. And I grew up in fantastic church with a fantastic family. But when I deeply understood, okay, God is not just this being, he's actually my father. And I'm actually brought into that family and what that actually looks like operating day to day. And then seeing how that relationship could extend into a brotherhood of people around me. That's when everything started changing. Every perspective and a lot of practical things in my life just started shifting at that point to where I couldn't really operate in old way anymore. And that's one thing that I've seen such an impact from Mission 300 is it really gets away from, well, maybe we just need more information. Maybe we just need more people telling us what's right and wrong. And that's, I mean, we have that. There's plenty of that in the world. And when it relates to our conversations in the podcast too, that's what I've really loved to see is there's plenty of places you can go to hear, well, here's the good guys and here's the bad guys. And you can get fired up for that. But at what point does something actually hit the road for us and say, well, here's how I see the world now. And here's how I live my life in this identity, knowing these things and operating that way. And that for me has been something that I, I cannot imagine going without anymore. So maybe you guys, what what is something that has over the last couple of years? So the podcast kind of came out of how do we how do we put together what we do in an environment that we have all these different voices of different perspectives, uh, uh, geographical areas, completely different age spectrums. And how do we learn to interact and do that where we could be great for each other? So to be honest, I think I've learned more from interacting with those that I'm supposed to be mentoring by hearing their questions, hearing their honest answers and growing from that. And it, it has put a different paradigm, but we can always come to a baseline. We've created a baseline of truth that this is where we're going to. 
but hearing each person's journey up the mountain, because everyone is going, in a sense, we're trying to all get to the same place on the top of the mountain, but everyone is in a different place on that mountain. So to say what that path is going to look like is going to be different, but we can use each other to see benchmarks and what they're going to see. So that way we can all get to the top. And I've, I've truly probably learned more about mentorship and learn more about how to grow an identity, just listening to everyone else. And I think I'm a big talker, if you haven't noticed. So I do like to talk, but I actually care more about what's being said than what I'm saying. And so I think that has really impacted me. And I'm hoping that this podcast, as we go forward, keep coming back to those truths, but not just to share an idea, but for the listener to see there is a way that we can actually talk about what's going on. I can talk to someone older. The older can learn how to talk to someone younger. How do you interact? Yet, I will tell you, there's so much, I feel really honored about the respect everybody has for me, but everyone has the freedom to interact with me as a brother, even though I may carry the responsibility of the, the program. And that has been a powerful transition for me, and it's made it easier in dealing with things. And when we do this right, you can actually, or you set something up, whether it's a group in your church or just at a your location, there is a way to mentor that you draw people in, that they're free to interact, but the true respect and honor towards each other can grow. And that's where we get stronger. One of the other things that I love about the, I guess the mission 300 approach in general, but also just our interactions as we've been recording these for, for quite a while now, there's, there's places you can go to like, well, I want to know the answer to this question because this question's popular in the world right now. And I want to have the right answer for when it comes up with my family and that's, that's okay. But what really inspires me is when I can interact with people and there's certain people that you can do this with that they don't give you the right answer, but they put you in the right mindset. And when I start my days off with something like that, I've noticed that there are certain people and certain things that will get me in the right mindset. And then it doesn't matter what I face that day. I'm a, I'm handling it. And there's other things that I can listen to where I might get some information that's correct, but it just ends up, I mean, it makes me just kind of sit there and I'm angry that other people don't understand the information and it frustrates me. And then my day is shot. But that's one thing I love about this. It's not, here's the question in the world. Here's the right answer. Now go and repeat that right answer to people. It's here's how you get your mind right. And then you can focus and make decisions that affect you in your day. Yeah, I agree. I feel like even thinking about it, um, like over the past years, like, because for me, I've gotten so much truth from just talking with everybody on here. But I think also like one other important thing is like, I've had all this truth, but it's also kind of like mattered where the truth is coming from. And I think if we hear like one word on this podcast more than any other word, it'd probably be like father would probably be the word. Like if you actually went through and found the word that's used the most on this podcast, I think it's father. And I think just from this past year, like, yes, we've had a lot of truth, like what you're saying, Jason, but I think it's like, where has the source of our truth been? And I think that's what's put me in the right mindset. And I feel like it's probably the same for you guys is like, we've had this truth, but it's been from like the source of the father. And I think that's like, even like having you guys who are 
older on here, it's almost like, even though we're not literally, but it's like kind of like a father son relationship or like brother relationship. Like it's kind of like this family relationship. And so I think even when we're talking about the truths on the podcast, it's been easier to receive, but it's also like affected my life more than if I had just received it from a source that was like, didn't care at all or something like that. So I think that's like what's impacted me. And I think like can impact other people is like, it's this source of truth, but the source of truth is the father. And so like even getting identity from that source and like truth and what to do on our lives. Like I 100% agree with you, Jason, like there's been times where it's been pretty rough and then I get on and do the podcast and it's like, Oh, that's like the perspective shift I needed because it was truth. But it was also like this, like father son relationship with the truth, with God. And then like the family relationship that I feel like we all have. I would say for me, it's been great to talk about, and I know we're going to kind of switch away from this, but, and maybe we we won't, I'm not, too sure on where where the direction is headed but talking about current events but we're not we're not talking about the direct issue at hand we're talking at a way deeper level and that has really helped me dissect like even if some of the stuff going on in current events seems out there for me like oh i don't really have to deal with that in my day-to-day life the truth behind it is stuff that I deal with day to day. And that is always true. And that has helped me become sharper and understand more of like, where these, where these big macro things that happen, where they come from, because they always come from a small little change in a system that then produces much more. And I think that goes back to Caleb, what you're talking about that father, son, relationship is if if you're not there to discuss that like your life can go such a weird wacky direction where it's not supposed to go but when you have that you have that source of truth you have that to come back to and those big things that are crazy and seem out there they don't matter as much as the stuff that's really affecting your day-to-day and that's why you need a father because a father is in there every day with you in the weeds helping you walk along your journey, but he's also given that direction on that high level. So I think that's just something I've really gleaned from having you three from all different experiences, all different walks of life. You know, Caleb, you, you, you come from more of a background of me. We're younger guys, but we're, we're still in different, different fields completely. Like we're just opposite disciplines, you know, like I'm, I'm dealing in a business world you're more on a ministry side. Jason, you're dealing with a young family, which I haven't experienced like that. And Brian, you're coming at it from a totally different perspective after raising your kids and now they're walking through life. Like it's just, it's great to see how each one of you thinks and how we all process these big things, but we always bring it down to the truth. And that's what really matters. I think what's really stood out to me, even when you guys are talking, um, and I think we, you guys have mentioned this throughout, we're not trying to give what the right answer is, but maybe as we start knowing what we are, we're learning how to re- ask the right questions and we can wrestle through those questions. 
and trying to get it to the uh, a measurement that is sound stable and now we can do that and i think it's interesting you know the concept of mission 300 is based on the story of gideon and it's actually not just gideon it is pretty much every character throughout the whole bible that ever did anything that's noted kind of had this similar process take place but when god comes to gideon to tell him he's going to go deliver the nation the first thing he had to do was draw out of gideon who he really was based on who god was so so gideon wasn't strong just because of gideon gideon would become strong because of god but he had to bring that invitation of i want to come in and this is how i see you now and it's in that moment that everything else can take place. And it's interesting, God didn't tell him how he was going to go deliver the nation. He didn't give him the exact path how to do this. It That came in stages as Gideon became more confident in who God was and who he was, the next stage and the next, the next uh, reality of steps to take place. And we kind of look at, okay, here's the path, here's how you do life, but you really don't know how to do life till who you are starts coming out so you know how to go deal with that next piece. And the amazing thing about the identity that comes from God as a father, it's solid, it's peaceful, it's stable. It's not, it's not selfish. Like when you know the identity in God, you become selfless. When you know your identity in man or what man tells you about you or what you think you are or what you feel that you are, it's very unstable. It becomes very selfish. It becomes very self-protective. But the identity that comes from God as a father stabilizes you and puts something in your heart to rest. So now you can just be. And the sacrifice of it and all of that becomes fulfilling because you don't have to defend yourself. Because I think at the core end of the day, the, the biggest thing that we're trying to fight for is who we actually are. And if you become very unstable in that, you almost become narcissistic or or you, you just kind of lose yourself. And this is just a powerful principle. So before anything is, there is no advice that can be given if you don't know what you are, because it won't, it won't apply in a way and you won't utilize it in a way that's healthy. And so that's kind of the the core building block. And I your explanations of that and how that's affected you is really, really great. And these aren't Brian's ideas, it's Bible ideas. It's right there. Like anybody can go find it, it's right there. Another thing I would like to add to is just one thing this mentorship process has really pushed me to do is go beyond Christian cliches or beyond just life cliches, right? Like a lot of times we'll, you'll, you'll ask a question or someone will pose a question and we know the answer in, in the right form of what we're supposed to say. But I think this converse, the conversations we have bring us to a point where we really truly begin to know and understand and process something. And it doesn't, it's no longer just an idea, but it becomes like a part of us. And I think that's something really important with mentorship and understanding the truth is that like, I've had to dig in a lot more than I would otherwise, because I have other people who are, who 
it's not a challenge, but it is. And I think it's important because it's like, I think of like a father and son, like wrestling, like the son is going to get bruised, you know, or he's going to get a scar. He's going to, I mean, maybe that's a little rough, you know, but you're going to get, you're going to scrape your knee. The son's when you, when you mess with someone bigger, stronger than you, like a father figure, you might scrape your leg, but that's okay. You've learned and you've overcome. And I think that's what has really helped me here too, is being able to come here and ask questions and then get questions asked back at me and me be me, me say something along the lines of like, this is what I've always been told. This is what I believe. And then having to dissect that and really get to those core beliefs has really changed my identity and where I see my strength come from. Cause I grew up in a household where everything was perfect. We went to church. We, we knew everything was right. God was all a part of it, but it never was real to me. And having a group of guys from all different backgrounds challenge me on that has forced me to become my own. And, you know, you got, it might just be a conversation, but it's really actually life-changing when you think about it, because you don't know the reach that these conversations have in other areas of our lives. And so I think just as an encouragement to anyone listening is just find a group of guys where you're willing to have conversations like this and challenge each other. I think of it this way. In college, I played a lot of basketball, just uh, I never joined the team or anything, but we play a lot of open gym intramurals and whatever it was and play a lot. My brother and my cousin um, were at the same university with me for a year. And I w- whenever I would play, I, I was never one to slack off. I w- I'm doing what I can to win. I'm giving it my all. But when my brother or my cousin were on the court, there was just a new level that was unlocked just by the essence of them being there, whether we were on the same team or against each other. The fact that my brother was there unlocked something new in me, just a different level of competition and competence because he was just there with me, either battling with me or against me. And I think there's something so deep to brotherhood that a lot of people don't understand that is so important to have. I I mean, we talk about the father a lot, like you said, Caleb, and we need to, that's, you know, he's kind of the point of all this, but a lot of times we underestimate the power of a brotherhood around you because it just does something to you internally that you can't always really explain, but it sharpens you and it, it makes you, it makes you better. It just does. And I mean, imagine trying to go through your entire life without anyone that you could, have that relationship with or develop a relationship like that with that would be incredibly lonely and incredibly difficult and life's hard enough as it is and I, one thing i think is amazing about how this has all come together is we kind of came together over the last couple of years to do this but we've known each other nine ten years in in this process Jason, I mean, you were at the very beginning of the launch of Outbound Life and Mission 300. Tommy, you were being coached. Caleb, your family and the interconnection goes even further back than that. And then you're joining probably six, seven years. I don't know how long, 
a lot of years ago, coming out to Thailand when you're in high school and um, kind of seeing this full in operation and, and that input. So I think it's amazing that we have this camaraderie with each other, even though sometimes time is separated, but we could come back and there's this, there's this bonding. And I think that's kind of a brotherhood concept that you're talking about, Jason, is we've all kind of been through stuff and we know we know each other and we've seen each other in different phases of life, but we're still, we've still managed to keep a bond that keeps sticking the, the whole thing together. And I think that's something that when we keep to the same principle, why we're here, that we're not the expert on something. I'm the expert on something, but it doesn't mean that's going to help you. And so rather than being that, how do we pull that out of each other? And I, I think that builds the deeper reality. Yeah. And I think even like from this, it's like the freedom just to be honest with each other. Cause I feel like I have that, like, I'm like, I'm being honest with you guys, but also like, I never even take into account everybody else who is listening. Like for me, it's almost like we're just having personal conversation and good luck to everybody else who gets caught in the crossfire of my honesty. Um, so that's been an amazing aspect too, which I think is part of the aspect of brotherhood is like having that honesty and the freedom to like say what you honestly believe without like thinking that you have to have the right answer to not be rejected or something like that. And I think even like when I came to Thailand in high school, like I was going through this whole thing and I saw, I just watched how you did it. And I kind of knew from then like, oh, I can do it differently then basically have seen everybody else do it around me. And like, these things don't matter, but these things do matter. And from there, just like watching how you did it with Mission 300, I think that freed me to be honest with you, with myself, with other people of like, okay, how, how am I doing this? And I think that translates into everything when you have somebody who you can watch how they do things and like also discuss it with them openly and honestly, like it gives you the freedom to grow as a person and grow in truth because you like see them being fully honest. So I think that's been a really awesome aspect too, even with Tommy and Jason who I haven't known as long, but I feel like I can be like 100% open, honest with anything that's going on because it's like they are too. And we're, we're concerned more with the truth than getting the right answer or like, keeping like a conflict free zone or like it's not a quote unquote safe space, but it ultimately is like the healthiest space that it could be because it's the brotherhood and everything. And that has helped me tremendously more than if it was like, just like teaching the right answers and like, make sure we say the right thing. Cause if we don't like, you know, then what are we going to do to our relationship and stuff like that? It's crazy how that has to be developed too. Like you can't just say to someone, Hey, here's Bob and he's going to be your confidant now. So share everything with him. Like that's, that's not a thing. I'm not going to tell Bob squat because I don't know Bob, but getting to know you guys and you can, you can sense things about people. Sure. And especially, you know, since we're all filled with the spirit, we have that in common. And so there's something that you connect with in people but to have someone you can actually trust that you could say anything to and be as honest as you want to with that person. And you know, they're not going on Facebook the next day and messaging someone else. Oh, did you know that this person has this question about this thing? You better watch out for them to not even have that as a worry 
the the freedom and the confidence that brings is just you can't replace that any other way. Maybe you guys can answer this question, and I, I hope um, I probably made a thousand mistakes at doing at trying to stay to this principle. But as a whole, I, I really see you guys based on how we how the 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 nature of what we've established in how we're going to do our relationship. It's almost like we didn't set ground rules, but everyone felt comfortable. What is the nature? One, we're not just going to quit on each other because we disagree. Two, we're going to all at some point make an ideological difference that may frustrate one or the other person. But at the end of the day, we still believe in that person. And I, I find it very interesting in your guys's conversation is we, we all have this idea of what it should be, right? Maybe you're growing up in church and you, you've been to or been to school or you're, you know, Tommy, you're in college and this is how business is going to be. Um, and then you hit life and it punches you in the face and you realize, okay, wait a second. That's a great idea. But rather than if you have the right heart about it, rather than being mad that the person, the life situation that punched you in the face we just got to get rid of that because that messes with my ideology. Maybe it's because we put our identity in the ideology versus what we are. Doesn't mean that there's not truths in some of the ideology, but if it's just ideology that you're fighting for, you actually abandon what you really are. And so I, I like, and I really have been passionate in the, in the vision over this thing is getting life beyond ideology, which is why I always challenge you guys when you say a cliche. Now the cliche may be true, but I know you don't really believe it that you'd stake your life on that cliche. You just know that's the right answer. And getting beyond answers, you know, sometimes it's just, I'm gonna go face this thing. I don't know what the right answer is, but I'm established within myself to trust the answer will come when I need to. So I'm gonna step out because it's the right thing to do and I'm not gonna consider myself whatever venue that is, whatever field, relational thought or whatever. And I think our conversations is, I used to have a lot of ideas about things, but then when I get in a group of people with people that I respect, admire, different levels of life, making this journey going, ah, that's just a cliche. That, that works for this person, but that is not a universal truth that benefits everyone. And so with the help of you guys and the questions you've answered, we've been able to actually adjust our program to make sure we get to core principles that can work everywhere in the world, touches the heart of every human being, is something that can work cross-culturally. I mean, in Thailand, we have like nine different tribes and they all think differently. And so how do you bring something that works no matter what cross-culturally into, into those areas, but it comes from listening and we're kind of cross-cultural. We got different age groups, different regions, different thoughts, different family lives, different venues. But we have a core thing that no matter what, that that sticks together. And I think through the help of all this and even in good mentorship, whatever your program is, it can strip everything down to the core values that no matter what, those don't change. Now there's a confidence to let a branch grow that may go against how you would do it, but it's the right way. And you can trust that because you know what it's connected to. And I think that's what makes this amazing. I'll add to the cliche part, because I think even while we've done the podcast, I may have like definitely said a cliche or two 
since we've been on here. And then I go and do life and like, I'll be saying that cliche through me doing the opposite of what that cliche is and going, you know what, that's not really true because I'm not really doing that, but I just know the right answer to say the cliche. So I think even like talking about it while experiencing it has been really impactful too, to like actually walk through it and go, okay, like from talking on the podcast now in my, my daily life, I can go, okay, am I just saying that cliche because it's the right answer and I'm actually just hurting myself? Like, I'm not even saying the cliche to anybody. I'm saying it to myself to like, you know, oh, I have the right answer. And then I just don't follow that cliche truth. But when I can actually look at it and go, what's the truth here? And what am I doing? What am I like showing that I actually believe by my actions? And how is that like not following the quote unquote cliche that I've heard what is the real truth here and what do I need to align my actions with or even correct what I believe about myself or what I believe about God to actually make that truth like more real to me than just saying a cliche to make myself feel good because I have the right answer in my head while my actions aren't lining up with that answer. That's that's also been one of the really cool things to see because we've all done that to where the cliche comes out and then it's okay, why isn't this working then? But but to not have the response be, okay, fine, I'm just going to throw everything away and I don't believe in anything anymore because nothing's true. But to be able to sit and talk and say, okay, well, why isn't this working? We have this cliche or this truth. So what's going on here in the situation where this is just not working? And then we see something new grow out of that. That's been the coolest thing because I've been as guilty as anyone. I mean, I teach a Bible study. I have to have like three cliches every week or I'm fired, I think legally, but the, to be able to take that and see, okay, well, is there, what kind of truth is in this cliche that we've created culturally or churchly or whatever it is, let's get to the core of something and then see what grows out of that truth, whether it's back to the cliche or whether it's something different. I love that. One thing I would just add to that. Um, what we've kind of been talking about here is just there is right and wrong. There is truth, but the application of certain truths can be different depending on people in different situations. And one thing that might work for Jason for a certain truth, his application of it might be different from how I apply it, but that's okay. And for me, that's helped me love people more and differently because I can understand how they think and I understand where their belief is at. For example, like, why, why, why did my parents do something this way? Well, it's because they believe this, but their application is going to be different from maybe what I believe because I have a different background. I, I've seen a different perspective. And what that's done for me is it's made me love people in a different way and understand them differently. Just to clarify, kind of like if you're trying to lay out the best way to explore something and you're laying out the principles of how you explore, but you're, you're a land explorer, but the person listening is a sailor. So it's the same concept that the truths of navigation with the stars is the same, but your application in the sense you're in a boat over here, you're walking, maybe whatever, whatever that mechanism of transportation. So you have to know those things. So that's kind of the, 
is that kind of what you're meaning by the application process? The truth doesn't change, the navigation doesn't change, but how you're going to do that has to align with the scenarios that you're in. That exactly. Right. And mm -hmm. would this would this be a good example or not? So I, I was my wife and I were recently having a conversation with a young couple who's about to get married. And we were talking about things that they want to see in their relationship that they saw in their parents' relationship and things they didn't see. And and one of us brought up the example of, well, we're raising our children now with there's iPads, internet, TVs, all these different stations, phones. My parents did not have to raise me in that environment. So there are truths of, okay, there are things that are healthy and unhealthy for my kids, like limiting them to X amount of TV minutes or hours per day that my parents had to set guidelines by. That's not really the same thing that I face with my children now because technology in the world is different. That doesn't mean the truth is different of, well, I should just give my kids whatever they want. Let them watch as much as things that they want. It just means how we navigate that is going to look different than if I were to ask my parents 30 years ago, well, what should I do with this kid and technology? It, they'd have a very different response because they were in a different world. It doesn't mean truth and right or wrong changes, but how you navigate that can be different. Is that a good example or terrible? Yeah, I guess one example I could add to that too is like in soccer, like the objective and the truth is we're trying to win the game. We're trying to score more goals than the other team. But if my position, my role is being a defender, you know, I'm going to play that game differently compared to if I was a striker. My role on the team is different, but the application and the, or not the application, but the truth of we're doing everything we can to win this game is different. I'm going to play a different role, but we're going after the same thing. And I think that's exactly what you're saying, Jason. And I think to bring this all to a, a, a summary and, and kind of a holding purpose is that really is what the role of was when even Timothy was saying, put elders in the church, mother and father figures. That's what was, was to take place because we're all needing to navigate a new world. You're coming out a Roman world or Greek world or Jewish world, and now you're entering a kingdom of God world with all these different dynamics. And how, how do we navigate through that? And, and how do we function within, within it? And even Paul, when he writes letters to the churches, everything is gospel. Everything is true. But sometimes that application is addressing a certain issue within that world frame that can be applied to us today, but the, the spirit of it can be applied to us today. But maybe the direct application is why people get hung up on things and it can if the if you catch the spirit of what's being said, you won't miss the truth of what needs to be applied. It doesn't mean we discard things that we that's not relevant to me. It's all relevant. It's all it's all, but we have to catch the spirit of how to apply that into us. And I, that's what this does. That, that's what a healthy group and brotherhood does is we can bring that issue, and no one's trying to say you're right about it. I'm I'm wrong. But at the same token, you can get a deep conviction about something, and that can be shared and pulled. And once something becomes a deep conviction, something powerful happens. And that's how we're kind of like a rock tumbler. We're kind of banging around of, are you really meaning that? Do you think that? 
But at the end of the day, you may be even slightly off on the direction you're going. But sometimes you have to get your bike rolling before you can turn the wheel. And there is an element of you're going to have to get out there and you, you're going to get punched in the face and you can almost see it coming like, man, you're going to get smacked in the face when, when this route, it, it's not a wrong route, but you, you're going to get punched in the face when you get there. But until you've been punched in the face, you don't really understand how to respond and keep moving forward. And so there is this element like a like a coach putting a boxer in the ring. I can stick him on a heavy bag all day long, but you're not boxing until someone's swinging back at you. And you can't fully explain that. You can prep someone as long as possible, but at some point they have to go out and face it themselves. So how do we put those tools in and how do we pull that out of each other that we're ready for that next phase of being hit at or push back on that we've never experienced before. And that's really at the end of the day, what, what the bigger piece is of this. And we can see that in Gideon's life that God brought him to places where in a sense, he now had to take this concept and face something and take this concept and face something and take this concept and face something. And that's what makes it powerful, but God didn't warn him about everything he's going to face because then he wouldn't do it. Sometimes you just got to let the person get to that point. You're on the right journey, but what you're about ready to experience, it's not abnormal, but it's going to hurt, but then you're going to move forward. I think that's one of the most powerful things that I guess the approach of mission 300 and what we've been doing here is, is uh, from what I've seen is there's a place and a group that you can wrestle with these things. Okay. Here's Let's wrestle over this truth. This is true. And I cannot let go of it. I just, I know this is true. I know this is the heart of my father. Now, what does it look like when I have to walk that out? Whether that's in Thailand, in the States, whether it's in a university setting, whether it's in a, in, in a professional setting with a family, without a family, there's this truth and I cannot give up on it. So what's it going to look like for me to actually hold to that truth what steps do i take and what steps do i not take and to be able to wrestle through that and then make a decision and without a i'll go back to the brotherhood without that brotherhood to be able to wrestle these things with and kind of sharpen each other and look at different perspectives you either will likely end up giving up on that truth or just pushing it so far back that no one will notice it's even something you believe anymore that's why it's been so crucial for me to, to have something like this. And I, I know the same applies to countless other people, whether they want to admit it or not, because some people like to think that they can go through life themselves. I've got a cousin that way, and he's just weird. But we need, we need the brotherhood. We need stuff like this. You're not, we're not meant to go through life all by yourself. And if I just may throw in, if someone's interested in doing something like this, we're more than happy to help. and uh provide some insight some resources but remember our goal isn't to shape someone in the way that we're trying to want them shape mentorship is not a factory mentorship is really coming almost lower it is it's coming lower than the person with the objective of lifting them in to what god has created for them to do and using some of the as on a map, there's legends on the side to show what a road looks like. And you you map some things. And so you're helping them see what the legends look like, but they have to make all those decisions. 
they have to make all those the navigation paths and so you become more you become more of a lifter and i i look at it more of when god in psalm 23 Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you are with me. Now that's referring to God being with you, which is true, which is the whole mate, the bigger picture of this. But in the same time of mentorship, it's not always leading. That's at the very beginning, a little bit to get things rolling. But at some point, there's a switch where I'm following behind you. And I'm whispering in your ear. Watch his left as a, as a boxing coach would do watches left, watches right. You become more of a, a, you become the ring man, not the boxer. And that's the important concept that's the shift. And that's what makes it so powerful because the better you are at preparing the fighter to go deal with life or preparing the mentee to go deal with the conflicts they have and the the adjustments they're going to make, they're going to trust your voice, watch your right, watch your left, but you can't fight it for them and you can't control them. And it, that's the greatest power is you give up control to not shape everybody the way you want them, but you free them to be what they are. And guess what? A deeper bond and relationship and trust actually forms in that whole process. And that's what God does with us on different levels. All right, everyone, we're going to wrap it up with that. What we wanted to do with this episode was just give you an idea of what things are going to look like in this podcast going forward with the new chapter that we're turning. And this was actually a really good episode for you guys to share with people that might be unfamiliar with Outbound Life or Mission 300 or what we've been doing here, because it is kind of an introduction into our heart. And just keeping in mind, the focus of all of this is not about specific things that are going on in the world, but it's about the father and his heart to you and how God genuinely wants to be a father to the fatherless, and how that relationship impacts identity, strength, courage, and influence in every single one of us. So we appreciate you all being here. Until next time, keep the faith and stay in the fight.